Dad on Money is presented by the Small Business Accountants and Financial Advisors. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Dad on Money. I'm your host, Stephen Williams, and I am co-hosted by a rotating cast of my children, each with their own financial goals and situations. Today, I am joined by Alex. Say hi, Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm an entrepreneur. I am a podcaster. And I'm also the one who works tirelessly to edit these episodes. Today, we are talking about the RESP, kind of continuing our conversation on savings plans. We were going to do it. I was thinking we were going to do it in one episode, but no, we are extending this out. So today is the RESP. Or the Registered Education Savings Plan. Hey guys, Stephen here, just popping in to remind you that Dad on Money is brought to you by the Small Business Accountants and Small Business Financial Advisors. For all your accounting and financial advising needs, our small business is here to help you. So the RESP is the Registered Education Savings Plan. It is pretty much exactly what it sounds like, right? It's just for education. Is that the only use case for the RESP? Yeah, the RESP is just for going to post-secondary education. And it's not every post-secondary education institution. Uh, There is a list that um, you can find on the Canada website, canada.ca. And it will go through what financial institutions, or not financial, but what post-secondary institutions qualify for using your RESP money because not all of them do. So you want to make sure you go to a post-secondary institution that qualifies to be able to use the RESP. Right, right. So this is probably one of the most restrictive savings plans. Is, is that accurate to say like it's for a very specific purpose? Oh, definitely. Yeah, the government will fund 20% or they'll match 20% of what an individual puts in. But it is very restrictive in that it has to be used for post-secondary education. Right. And you have a certain window during which to use it. Is that correct? Yeah, you have up to or the beneficiary of the RESP, which is the student, has up to age 31 to start using the RESP and 35 to have it completely cleaned out. Okay, okay. So let's take it back then all the way to the beginning because... You have to use it up by by 35 and start using it by 31. So I'm assuming you want to start this pretty early. Let, let's talk about opening an RESP. At what point do you want to open one and who is it that's going to be doing the opening most likely? Generally, we'll just take the nuclear family. Mom and dad have a baby, open up an RESP as soon as the baby's born. Well, as soon as you've got a social insurance number for the kid open up an RESP, and then start saving in there. Whatever it is, it's going to get matched 20% by the government. So if you can put in 2500 bucks a year, then the government will match that 2500 at 20% as $500 they will put in. That's the max that they will give in any year, unless you have years to catch up on. But um, yeah, basically 2500 gets you 500 from the government, and you can do that until you've maxed out on the $77,200 that the government has available for RESPs. So that's, so that's kind of the, the government funding part of it. But 
if you put in 10 bucks a month, the government's going to put in two bucks a month. So, you know, your 10 has now become two or 12. So, you know, that's a, that's a decent return, 20%. Nobody scoffs at that. So collect the free money and save it up for whenever the kid goes to post-secondary education. And I, I, I'm curious about this as well. So $500 a year is the max that the government will put in. Unless to, there to are this fund. past years to catch up on. Okay, unless there are past years. So it goes all the way back to the child's birth? Yep. Okay, okay, interesting. So so the government is, is, is matching this. You're able to put in as much as you want, though. Is that right? Well, no, there are limits. Right. So you don't, you can't just dump in a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Right. Because you're not going to get matched 20%. So there's no mm-hmm. point in doing that. Right. It's put in 2,500 bucks a year to get the $500 in government matching. Right. Right. And then is there interest accruing on that as well at the same time? Well, you would invest it in whatever investment you want to put it in whether it's a GIC, so then you're just getting some interest or um, mutual funds or segregated funds or individual stocks, depending on how you set it up and who you set it up with will depend on how you can invest in it and what that's going to grow to. Right. Okay. So this, this is how I'm envisioning this. There is kind of your, your investment, right? Whatever it is that you're putting the money into but then the RESP is basically the rules around the way the money can be used and the way that the government contributes to that investment as well. Is that accurate? Yeah. So, you know, there's tons of institutions that you can open it up with. There's some that will be able to collect the grants and bonds. There's some that won't. And so you really have to, you know, do a little bit of homework uh, with your financial advisor or your bank um, to be able to determine who's going to be able to collect all those grants and bonds for you. Okay, cool. And then now looking to, okay, so your your child is 18. Let's say they decide to, to jump right into post-secondary school. At that point, how is it that they access the RESP? They got to go to the registrar and get a letter saying that they're enrolled, what their program is, what the length of the program is. Uh, don't care about costs because the RESP doesn't, it doesn't matter if the cost for that program is $1,000 or $100,000. There are limits to how much you can pull out. And so, you know, just because your program is $1,000 a year or a semester, doesn't mean you can't pull out more out of the RESP uh, than that. So as long as it meets the criteria of the RESP, generally it has to be 13 weeks. Now, some programs like for electricians or carpentry or things like that, students aren't going to school for 13 weeks. They're generally going for a 10-week program every single year. And, you know, it's part of their work experience and stuff to get their ticket for their trade. And so there are some, I guess, exceptions, if you will. Right, right. To uh, to 
pull out RESP money for that. Uh, but generally, you know, if you're going to become a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer or bachelor of arts degree, whatever it is, then, you know, that's at least a 13-week program each semester and you can pull money out of the RESP, no problem. But you got to get that letter from the registrar. It just makes it far simpler. I've had so many people, you know, give me like a course schedule or, you know, random things that, you know, the financial institutions just say, this doesn't work. We need to get, you know, a letter from the registrar. So you got to go to the registrar's office and say, hey, can I get a letter for my RESP? And they'll give it to you. You know, that means you have to interact with an individual. <laughs> Which is sometimes uh, harder than it sounds, especially especially yes. after this past year, uh, getting back into that in that vibe of, of seeing other human beings in person um, mm -hmm. or just dealing with other people in general. So I'm, I'm assuming that the registrar, though, of any Canadian institution is probably pretty familiar with the RESP. So that's probably not going to be a huge hassle. Right. You just ask for the letter and they'll give it to you. Right, right. Okay, so then you you mentioned that there are limits to how much you can pull out in a given year. So you can't just drain the RESP. What what do those limits look like? Does it depend on the school, the program? What's that? No, it it the limits are honestly uh in the first year you can pull out $5,000 of the um Canadian Education Savings Grant. So that would be the grant and the growth on that grant. And you can pull that out uh, in that first semester, as well as other contributions. So contributions from mom and dad, grandparents, aunts, uncles, whoever. So then you can have that money come out and be able to use for that first semester. After that first semester, you can clean out the rest of the account. And so generally, because the RESP is such a pain to withdraw money from, because you got to get the letter and stuff like that, you don't want to leave any more money in there than you have to. So pull the fir first five grand at least of the grants out in that first semester. And if you got more than that in there, then clean out the account in the second semester. The account's closed, stick it into the student's TFSA so that they can use it for year two, year three, year four, year five, whatever it is. And then it's available because if it's in a TFSA, then it's growing tax-free and you've got the money easily accessible for your education and you don't have to be restricted by, you know, oh, I didn't go to school for my third year and I still have money in my RESP and now I can't access it or I can't access the government portion. And so you just, it's just better to clean it out after the first year and then deal with it in a different savings account. Right, right. Okay, that makes sense. So take out as much as you can and move it into your TFSA so that it's growing there tax-free instead of leaving it in an RESP where it's complicated and an extra hassle to move the money in and out of it. Right. Okay, okay. Oh, you mentioned you mentioned people contributing. So aunts, uncles, grandparents, friends, family, you know, how how do they contribute? What what does that look like? So depending on who you've opened it up with, um, you know, I'll just use me as an example. You know, I've got a number of clients with RESPs and they 
send out a bill payment link to their account saying, hey, if you want to, instead of giving them 20 bucks in cash for their birthday or something like that or Christmas, just because the kids got, you know, gobs of stuff anyway and doesn't need it, anything otherwise, just send money to, you know, this bill payment account and that'll go into their RESP. And so I have a number of clients where, you know, it could be grandparents or aunts and uncles. They all just contribute to that, to that RESP and it just continues to grow and collect those, uh, those grants. So, but keeping in mind that mom and dad don't want to have it over contributed because then they're not getting that 20%. So you want to make sure that, you know, if family members are going to be chucking in, you know, 20 bucks, a hundred bucks here or there, that mom and dad aren't putting in more than the annual 2,500 because anything extra just is kind of not wasted per se, but it's not getting the 20% grant. Save it till next year or the year after or whatever it is. Right, right. To be able to collect the full 7,200 in grants. So have some communication with the opener of the account to, to make sure that you're not over-contributing um, and, and that the money can be taken fullest advantage of. Oh, exactly. You know, like I just used the example of the rich uncle. You know, rich uncle's got 10 grand is like, oh, let's put 10 grand into the RESP. And, you know, mom and dad are like, oh, thank you. However, can we split that up over a few years, Mm -hmm. you know, so that the child can get or the children can get um, those grants. Right, right. And then rich uncle says, sounds good because then it sits in my savings accounts and gets a little more interest on it in the meantime. Exactly. Sits in their tax-free savings account so they can have it grow free and clear of any taxes on their growth and then use it later. Exactly. Okay. So my next question is, what if the child decides not to go to post-secondary? What happens to the RESP money then? The So if by the time they turn 31 and they haven't gone to post-secondary school or earlier, if, you know, they're just never going to go to school, then, you know, the people that opened up the account, generally mom and dad, would close out the account. The government would take back their 20% plus the growth on that 20%. The government takes that. Okay, so the government takes the interest that they earned on the 20%. Yeah, so, you know, if you've got an account that's worth $100,000, just say, then the government's going to take 20 grand Mm -hmm. because that's their 20%. Right. And then you're left with 80 to do whatever. You're not going to give it to the kid because they didn't go to school. So, hey, look at that. You got some retirement money. Now, you are you are going to have to pay interest on the growth on that account, whatever it is. Uh, so just be aware of that. There are... Or if, pay, ta- pay taxes on the growth of it. You pay mean? taxes on the growth, yeah. Because it is growing tax deferred until it comes out. So gotcha. you got to pay taxes on that. So the contributors or mom and dad would pay taxes on that money. And then use it for whatever. If, um, you know, they're super nice and go, little Johnny didn't go to go to post-secondary education, but we've got all this money. Sure, we lost 20%, but we'll help them buy a house or whatever. It goes towards something else as, as a gift, you know. Well, whatever. it just goes to whatever they decide. Whatever they decide. Right? It right. goes into their pocket. 
Right, right. So, you know, it could be the case of, sweet, we got some extra cash. Let's go oh. on a vacation. <laughs> or buy See a you, car. Johnny. Right, right. You didn't go to school. You don't get any of this now. <laughs> so what we're saying is go to school, even if it's just to get that sweet, sweet RESP money. Go for a year, period. <laughs> just go mm -hmm. for a year. At least It'll one year. It'll be fun. Year. It'll be fun. Hopefully especially, longer to get, Especially if you know, it's paid for. Exactly. Right. Just, um, just go. Yeah, yeah. And then speaking of taxing on the interest, does uh, do you have to pay taxes if you pull it out to go to school or is it tax-free if you go to school? No, you do have to pay taxes when you pull it out to go to school. So you're going to pay taxes on the grants and the growth. Mm -hmm. But keeping in mind that when you go to school, you have extra tax credits and probably no income. So you're probably not going to pay tax on this money anyway. And if you do, it's going to be minimal. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, anything else to add on the RESP or have we pretty much covered it? So there are a number of different types of plans. So there's what's called a group plan where um, you can get in with a group of people. Not that you know who they are, but the group plan organization would set you up with a a group plan and so you kind of all pool your money everything goes into a pot and then the kids that go to post-secondary school use that pot and the kids that don't lose that pot so you kind of you kind of have to be aware of what you're getting into and what the pros and cons are with the group plans um, you know if your kid's going to be a, a doctor a group plan is probably a good thing um, if they may or may not go to post-secondary education, then you may or, you you know, you may not want to do that because now you're just funding the the doctor right. that's going to school. So you're not necessarily benefiting little Johnny. Right. Um, but re so regardless, I, that would still help educate the next generation. So if you, if, oh, definitely. if you kind of feel like, oh, I just want to make sure people get educated, whether it's my kid, other kids, you know, then if, if that's the... If, yeah, if you're if you're the philanthropist yeah. type and want to do that, go yeah. have yeah. at her for sure. Um, otherwise, you can open up an RESP for your child, children, um, just by, you can open up an individual plan, you can open up a family plan. A family plan means that now all the kids can participate in, in that. So as long as one kid goes to post-secondary education, they can use up to $7,200 in government grants that is in that account. And if that's all that's in there and then the second kid wants to go, then there's nothing left. So, right. you, you know, this is kind of up to the parents to kind of decide on how they want to, how they want to uh, pull that money out for that individual, whether, you know, here's the oldest we don't know if any of the other kids are going to go to post-secondary education. So let's just clean it out and we'll just save some extra money for, you know, the other kids um, and go from there. But, you know, you do want to ma make sure that you max out on that or try to max out on the full 7,200 in government grants that uh, are available so that uh, they can access that, that extra money from the government. So. Right, right. And I, I assume the limits of what can be put into the group plan and the family plan 
are based on how many children right. are in that in that group. Exactly. Awesome. So to wrap it up, to conclude here, to conclude, the RESP, the Registered Education Savings Plan, is a great resource and tool that the government of Canada has set up. It's a great program um, that I think everybody ought to take advantage of. There's, there's no reason not to. It's preparing for that future and making it easier on the next generation to advance themselves and to get themselves educated and then take care of you in your old age. Here's hoping, my children. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll, we'll have to wait, wait and see. Don't get, don't get too old too quick, Dad. Right. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, that pretty much wraps it up. Do you want to take us away? Thanks for listening to Dad on Money. I'm Stephen Williams, and you can find me at smallbusinessaccountants.ca. And I'm Alex Williams, and you can find me at mechoradio.com. That's M-E-C-H-O radio.com. Dad on Money is produced by Mecco Radio. Of course, we are sponsored by the Small Business Accountants and Small Business Financial Advisors. The music we use is by Ian Post. This episode was hosted by myself, Alex Williams, and my dad, Stephen Williams. And it was edited, of course, by me. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week to talk about the TFSA.